hiring a stylist always seems like luxury. And I think everybody deserves that type of luxury because it's going to be long-term investment in you, your personal brand, in your personality. So it's a part of like self-care to find exactly what your style is. Welcome back to the Kelly Lumber Podcast. I'm your host, business mentor, personal brand and style expert on a personal mission to inspire a minimum of five people a day to take action. And when I say action, motivation and inspiration isn't enough. I love to know when you've actually done something different. Have you listened to something on one of these podcasts that's just sparked you doing something different or just showing up as the best person that you aspire to be? Then let me know. Come and say hi on Instagram. I'm Kelly Lundberg Official. Drop me a DM or leave a review and let me know what really inspired you, which episode, what was the statement, because that's going to have a profound impact on someone else looking at the show and going, wow, I want to listen to that episode. So speaking of episodes, this one, we go back to my roots. Styling, not talking about my hair roots. You're okay. After more than 17 years working with clients and enhancing their personal image, the reins have been handed over. And in this particular episode, I speak to four stylists that I've personally mentored over the years and find out what works for their clients and their personal style and what tips that you can implement into your wardrobe. You know, style is a really strong pillar in your personal brand. So there's takeaways in this episode that you can implement straight away. And it's the first time I have pulled together a virtual panel. Louis in Spain, Tracy's in Italy, Dita and Silka are in Dubai. And, you know, there's so much in the space of style that is also focused on sustainable fashion. And we go into this in quite a bit of detail. And what are the steps that you can be doing to make a difference through what you wear? Enjoy and look forward to hearing your thoughts. Enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Kelly Lumber podcast and welcome to a very special episode where I have four clients that I've worked with over the past five years. They're all working in the fashion and lifestyle industry and I'm very excited to bring style and fashion. This is the first time that I've brought style and fashion to the Kelly Lumber podcast and there's just so much that we can unpack today about how you feel, what you wear, how it affects how we show up in business, and more on the point of your personal brands, how you should present yourself, how you should be looking, what message do you want to be conveying. Stylists are the ones that are running around in the background, helping people look fabulous and feel fantastic, speaking from personal experience and maybe 15,000 personal shopping hours around them all. We have got so much more to add. So I'm going to do a little intro. I'm going to pass to each of our guests today to do a short introduction about where they're from and what type of styling that they do. And then I have got lots of questions to ask. So first up, we've got Dita. Nice to have you on our show today. Hi, everybody. My name is Dita Gregoy. I am a celebrity stylist. I studied in uh, St. Martin's, London and in uh, Los Angeles. I mastered my craft in uh, British Vogue and now I'm based in Dubai. Welcome to Dubai and you're new to Dubai. You've only been here for four months. It's been, yeah, four months. Yeah. Awesome. And you're enjoying it? I love it. I love it. I remember you came (laughs) on holiday and then you were like, I really want to come back. Yes, I came in January 2020 and then pandemic started. And um, yeah, and my plans, I had to postpone my plans, but eventually, yeah, I made it last year. Awesome. Awesome. Next up, 
Silke, how are you? We haven't spoken for a long time. Are you well? Yes. Hello, Kelly. Thank you for having me. My name is Silke and I've been in Dubai for almost four years now. So, and I met Kelly at the very beginning when I moved here. You've and only been yeah, here she... about a week, wasn't it? Or a couple of weeks? Yeah, I was here like a little bit more, like a month, but okay. yeah, <laughs> it felt like a week. <laughs> and uh, yeah, ever since I've been styling women from really all over the world. And I think that's great about Dubai. You have people from all over the world living <laughs> here. And uh, the last two and a half years, I've been concentrating more on sustainable fashion, slow fashion. And um, that I think those are my clients that want to go more down that road. Awesome. I think the last time we saw each other was when you helped prep me for a shoot. Do you remember yeah. we worked up at, um, we were up it at was, Yeah, it was just February. I mean, yeah. it was like literally two weeks before we, ne we needed to be locked up in our houses. Yeah, yeah. it was. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice that we can connect again. And someone else who is passionately evolved into the sustainability, into styling is Lou. Do you want to do a little bit of a, a backstory and, and tell everyone about your story? Yes, thank you, Kelly. So hi, everyone. My name's Lou. I'm based in Madrid, Spain, originally from London. So I'm a stylist and a sustainable fashion expert, published author too. And basically, I'm helping people change the way they dress and consume fashion to make an impact on the planet. So currently, I'm lecturing at a global business school on sustainability in fashion and luxury. And I'm just about to launch a new private personal shopping website, which I'm really excited about because um, I've been sourcing luxury goods for like a year now. So excited about that. I love it because I had that inquiry where it was. And when you say luxury goods, we're talking about um, beautiful bags like Hermes and, and, and similar. And, and I had a couple of inquiries and I've popped them through to, to you and you've you've developed and obviously there's something coming from that now that it's um that it's growing yeah just quite randomly to be perfectly honest it wasn't something I'd actually thought about doing specifically but I just had quite a lot of requests in the past couple of years and yeah basically I decided that I should professionalize it a bit more so Perfect. hence creating a new website but it's often the way though when we start doing something and I know having worked with all of you in a sort of a mentor capacity in the past sort of five or six years that often what we start doing is not what we end up doing and you know I know when I first started my personal styling business 15 well it's going to be longer than that what 16 17 years ago was my initial target was tourists and I thought that that's where the market would be and then it, you know within six eight nine months, even probably a year, I figured, no, that's not my target audience. And I know, Adisa, you've also found that there's areas of um, styling that you thought you would get into. And now you're, you're styling a lot of men. That's your kind of area, isn't it? Yeah, I do both. I do women and men. But yeah, I, I was not thinking that actually in Dubai, there is going to be more opportunities uh, working with men as much as uh, actually there is. So interesting. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do need the help. And, and something that I, I love about styling with men, and we're, we're, I'm going to just come to uh, Tracy in just a moment, but um, I always loved working with men because I found that they didn't put up as much of an argument. Not that there was ever <laughs> argument <laughs> stopping, but you know, it was, I remember having one client, one male client, and, he's, and he was actually quite challenging in the sense that he made no decision. 
So when I said to him, how do you feel in this? And he was like, it doesn't matter. Do you think it looks nice? Like he was <laughs> void of any sort of feeling about clothes, but they really go, yep. Do you think this looks good? Okay, I'll buy it. And you're like, oh, that was good. That was kind of quick and easy and, and what have you. Tracy, how are you? I'm fine, dear. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. Do you want to give everyone a little um, intro? All right. So I'm Tracy Jeske. I'm an international personal stylist, and I help women 40 and beyond uplevel their glamour game so they can unapologetically live and create their most beautiful, stylish second act ever. I want women to be bold, stand out in a crowd, looking and feeling absolutely fabulous while doing so. I and I'm based that. in Italy. And you're based in Italy. Love yes. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Right. Where shall we start? So much. So I think perhaps we should kind of work on maybe the sustainability thing. The two of you are into that. And I think it's a really hot topic at the moment. I guess let's start with the kind of basics. How can you become more sustainable with your fashion? Let's, let's put it out on the table because, you know, something with styling is there's something nice about wearing new clothes. And I know that's what clients like. So, who wants to pick up this conversation first between the, the sustainability? Okay, Lou, let's go for it. So, so give me your thoughts on how do we be more sustainable and still feel good? I guess maybe it's the, the question. So first thing is wear what you already have. Because basically, and I've seen this before thousands of times that, and all of us will have seen it, that most people wear like 20% of 80% of their wardrobe. Mm. And I mean, I can include myself there because well, I think we all can, right? You find stuff and you're like, I haven't worn this for ages or you forget you had it. And so I think a lot of people think when they hear, oh, sustainability, sustainable fashion, oh, I need to buy all these brands now that are sustainable. I need to get rid of this. I need to get rid of that. But really what you need to do is maximize what you already have. And it is nice to dress up in something new because you see yourself in a different light. But what if you could transform what you already have? through different accessories or in trying out different colors, matching different patterns, just really changing it around. And also, you know, something needs modifying, you can change it. You can take sleeves off or cut things or even dye things with sustainable dye, obviously. But so I think first thing is use what you have and play. So did you anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I agree with you, Lou. And I think that's where we are kind of challenged as stylists because I always find that the easiest solution is to go out and buy something new. You know, that's it, like there's no art in doing that. I think that the real challenge comes and say, okay, what can I do with this? Can I change the buttons like what you said, Lou? Can I alter the piece in one way or the other? And if it really doesn't have any place anymore in the wardrobe, then by all means, you know, find another piece. But then already you had your wardrobe edit. And then you really go out and you buy more conscious. And I, I try to tell my clients, it's like going to the supermarket and for, you forgot your shopping list. And then you're like, oh, what was it again? And then you come back with stuff. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I cannot cook this dinner because I missed half of what I needed supposed to buy. So this is exactly what, you know, if you go out and, and, and you buy something with a purpose and it's going to fill that gap in the closet. The best way then is to find something maybe secondhand or maybe a sustainable fashion brand that is just having that piece that you're looking for. And then again, that's where we come in and say, oh, you're looking for, I don't know, some jeans or some black trousers or whatever. This is the brand to go to. 
really interesting. One of the things that I found quite useful when I was in my heyday of styling, if I was going through the wardrobe, I would take something out of a client's or even if it was mine looking for some inspiration, and then I would type it into Google. So let's just be basic. And then I would put black blazer, street style inspo, or black blazer style inspo ideas. And then I would look down the Google images and be like, ah, okay, I have that. I have that. I have that. And it just kind of gives you the inspiration. And I guess things like um, social media, saving posts and putting them into styled boxes, kind of, uh, you know, you can save them into your own categories will help you when it comes back to things and and what to wear. So um, awesome. Anything, girls, you want to add to that? I think also uh, support the local production. Mm. So like a small businesses and also because like then you don't order from the big factories, you order from somebody who makes it right there in your city. So I think that's also very good. Like think, think about something like that in the future when you buy something and always invest in the best quality because like, like you said as well, once the quality is good, you can either redo some change and do something different from that fabric or from that outfit, or you can resell it. Yeah. I've seen a lot of what, um, like, uh, you know, stores now, because they're hugely responsible as part of this now to designers and um, stores. And I was at a really interesting sustainable conference last year at Expo. And there was two things that I thought was was interesting. One, Selfridges now have a rental service yes. for, for general clothes, which I'm like, okay, yes. that totally makes sense. Which as a stylist, you're still required to help pick the piece, but they're not actually buying it, which is great. Mm-hmm. And then the other um, aspect was your high-end designers. I'm trying to think who it was. Uh, It was Julian McDonald. I think it was him that was there talking about it. And he said, as a designer, we are responsible. I will take back. He said, I will take back any gown I've designed for a client and I'll repurpose it for them. I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a really good take on how they can be more responsible as designers rather than always wanting someone to, to create something new. Yeah, Tommy Hilfiger, it's called Tommy Hilfiger for Life. And basically they take back any Tommy Hilfiger wear, even if it's in bad condition, they repair it and resell it. Ah, and yeah. where do they resell it? Online? Tommy Hilfiger for Life. Yeah, and that's all online that they resell. How interesting. Yeah. Ooh, good yeah. stuff. Good tips there. Let's talk about the styling process because I know everyone is kind of, well, the styling process, to be honest, has evolved so much over the last couple of years when before it was, you always had to meet the person in person. Certainly in my day, I didn't do lots of in, um, on Zoom styling. What's your styling process like? What is it? What is it? What can someone expect from a styling session? Okay, who wants to answer that question? And we can go together. Styling process. I can. That's fine. Go for it. Go for okay. it. All right. So now, I mean, now that we're not traveling as much as we used to, obviously during COVID, we had to pivot and we had to think of and be creative and think about how we could move and help people with their style anyway. So that's why I think it's wonderful. COVID had some bad things, but it had some great things too, because now we can serve women or I can serve women. I can be in Japan in the morning and in the States in the afternoon. So, you know, it's really cool. There's no jet lag, although I do miss having that contact. (laughs) So, you know, I think What it is, it's still very much that intimate process where I get to know my client, even if it's on Zoom. So -hmm. it's not a matter of just, you know, going shopping for them online or picking things out. It's definitely understanding that woman and finding out who she is 
and discovering together what her goals are when we talk on our Zoom calls one-to-one and then creating a system for her, which it could be you know, understanding her colors because, you know, it's still important to understand your colors and there's digital color palettes now. So it's really easy to do her body shape. I'm somebody who's very big on wearing what you love and what makes you feel good. It's just a guide, but it gives you an idea of what works for you. Shopping channels. There are so many online shopping channels. You can literally go all over the world and shop for your clients and make videos, mood boards for them and create it for them. So it's even it's nice because they're in their home. They don't have to go out. They don't have to, even when you're doing the wardrobe edit, it's not as invasive. I find that women are much more, the clients that I've had, the difference in person, they're kind of intimidated when you walk into their closet. But when you are online, they're a lot more relaxed and they're more communicative because they're not so defensive. There's not that embarrassment and shame in person. So it's kind of, I find it really intimate, even if it is on Zoom. And you can do so much behind the scenes. So when you're with your, when you're preparing for your client, you can send them, you can send them anything they need and you don't have to wait until you see them in person. So it's really a beautiful way and you can do so much with them online. It's so much fun. Love that. And that's actually really nice to hear. It's quite positive post COVID. I mean, we've got to try and find some positivity out of the last couple of years. But certainly the process and, and the whole opportunity of now, the, like you say, the mood boards and being able to go on, do hyperlinks, and they can buy straight yeah. away, which is incredible. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a huge step forward. So I think it's amazing. I have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. So how have you found your sort of styling processes changed? Or, or what does it look like for you with the focus on sustainability? Well, the focus on sustainability is exactly the wardrobe edit. I think it's key in the entire uh, process. So I usually offer that as a first step. And then, like Tracy said, I've done a lot of virtual, but when I offer and they're like, oh, you're in Dubai, you know, can you not come to my house? Mm. Like I found the country, especially when they're here, they'd rather have you come and then doing it online because many of my clients are working online and they're like, I'm so fed up, you know, I just, <laughs> I need like a person contact yeah. here. So um, we, yeah, I do that a lot, but yes, I do have some tools, especially for color. Um, you know, you have all those palettes that you can put next to the face and then, you know, you can do a color consultation and it's fun and easy and quick. So you can incorporate that in a wardrobe edit without making a, only a color consultation. And I really like that. And I think for the client themselves, it definitely works. One of the things that often was asked or you see in these magazines, and I'm going to put it out there. Let me know who wants to answer this one. I want a capsule wardrobe. That's what a lot of people ask. And I have to say, um, over the years, I've really come to dislike the term capsule wardrobe because I think it's so outdated and structured and it never worked um, when I lived in the Middle East because they'd be like, oh, you need a camel trench coat. No, we don't. It doesn't rain in Dubai. Or we need, you know, X, Y, and Z. And they were like, you need a black pair of boots. Well, really what for two days you know so I always found it quite sort of challenging who wants to take on that question of what does a capsule wardrobe look now and what does it consist of so DJ go ahead well I like I like capsule wardrobe because uh, it's a quality over quantity so I always focus on the more like you know statement pieces and I mix and match them with essentials so once you have like like a couple of good blazers it depends, obviously, of the climate where you live and the country where you live. Once you have a couple of those good statement pieces, you, you mix with the essentials and you can actually create an amazing wardrobe. 
And then you don't overbuy because what we do, we sometimes just buy, keep buying the same things because we don't know how to style them. We don't know how to put them together. And once you're actually your stylist or if you, know, if you, if you can do it yourself, you already have everything pre-styled. Your wardrobe is so much more neater. Your mornings are so much more easier. You already know what to wear. So I do like capsule wardrobe. Maybe we need to change the name, but still keep the, keep, keep the, <laughs> keep the capsule wardrobe. Love it. So what would you classes statement pieces? I'm going to come around and ask you all what would maybe be your statement pieces? For me, blazers are statement pieces. And now like uh, my signature is like blazer dresses. I love blazer dresses. You look also all, always professional, neat, and you can wear the sneakers or high heels or low heels. You can dress it up, dress it down. So yeah, those are my, my favorite statement pieces. Silke, what's your, what's your statement pieces? I would say blazers as well, even though we live in the mid, you know, we live in the Middle East in Dubai and we don't, I don't <laughs> get to wear them. Just come from one off. <laughs> I was I just holding up a blazer here. Yeah, I would love to be able to wear them more often because it just dresses up in a certain way that none other, no other piece that I, at least I haven't found. I mean, I'm open to suggestions here because if you have better ideas, then it might be more applicable where we live. But um, I've actually come back to, you know, the sleeveless blazers when it's very hot because it's still the, the moment you have this color and and i don't know it just looks polished even if you wear it with jeans and sneakers it just is a little bit more than walking around just in a shirt love it lou what, what was your statement pieces uh, for me personally it's dresses like mid to long dresses because i just live in them winter summer just find them so easy sneakers boots high heels sandals again leather jacket blazer denim jacket so what i'm hearing when we're talking about this is the statement pieces i'm coming to you tracy i'm curious to know please don't tell me the balenciaga crocs or, or, or we might have to we might we might have to have a serious discussion i was just messing but what i'm hearing from what you're saying is it's the statement pieces or things that are versatile for you to use so that was kind of more of a personal question so what's versatile that you can dress up and down wear with heels or flats or sandals or whatever really works rather than a statement piece being a dramatic black black bold dress or something like that so I think it's kind of good for those listening to, to sort of clarify that Tracy what is your statement piece well, my statement piece, my go-to, I think, would be black leggings. I'm not a jean person. I've never really liked to wear jeans. So my opt is black leggings. I love them. The leather ones, the faux ones. In the summer in 40 degrees, it's a little hot, I will admit. <laughs> but you can literally dress them up and dress them down. Wear a heel, wear a sneaker, wear a boot. You can yeah. put a sweater with it. You can put it, you know, anything with them. So for me, it's like a, it's like the dresses. I love dresses too, because it's like the easiest thing when you get up. One, and thing, a dress. one thing to think about. But yeah, you know, so you don't have to mix and match. And the leggings too. I mean, just throw on accessories, belt it. Do, there's so much you can do with leggings. Okay, black leggings is like finding the perfect pair of jeans. So yeah. where have you found great black leggings? Is it Spanx? I mean, is that one of the ones that you, you yeah, like? You can, yes, Spanx are beautiful. Even Chalcedonia, if you're on a budget. I love, I don't know if you have Chalcedonia where you are, but it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, they were together with Victoria's Secret for a while. Now they're not. They have beautiful leggings for summer, for winter, shiny. They have the mat. Like you can buy so many different kinds of black leggings, which I love. And they're like, you know, and they're economical. It's not sustainable, I'm telling you. But really, I used, I, I have one pair of black leggings that I bought three years ago and I still wear them. So 
That's good. That's, mm-hmm. that's working on the sustainability. I, I'm, I'm working on it. Hey, <laughs> I get in so much trouble for my Zara TikToks. It's not even funny. Are <laughs> you sustainable people? Do you find that people do give a bit of backlash on when you post uh, yeah. about brands yeah. like that? Yeah, when you post Sarah, yeah, yeah, especially, and I do it for fun. It's for inspiration. I'm not telling you to go and buy every Zara piece that's there, but yeah, they do. There are some people who say to me, and it is true, you know, I know that the, you know, the landfills are full of, you know, fast fashion and the people who are working on the other end, it is true. But I am happy that Zara does have sustainable fashion now. There is a part in Zara where they're sustainable, which I mean, a lot of the the fast fashion retailers have had to do, even H&M now. Yeah. They they actually, I feel, are going much bigger than any high street brand, H&M. Yeah. Yeah. From from what I've seen. And it kind of brings us nicely into style personalities. If we're talking about kind of things that we like, one of the things, I think that aspect was probably the part that I was most passionate about working with clients their personality. Because I do believe that you can kind of wear any color within reason, mm-hmm. wear any style, but it's got to suit your, your style personality. Mm-hmm. Who wants to take that question on? Maybe just maybe share what a style personality is or, or how you would identify that for a client. And what are some tips that someone can be looking for? Lou? So I really enjoy the style personality as well, although my take on it is a bit different. I don't follow like the classic, the creative, dramatic, yeah. um, natural. I work with my clients on visualizations where they come up with their three style keywords. So that is like their style personality for one of a word. So I just had a client recently and hers were refined, elegant, and relaxed. So every time she goes out to buy anything, whatever she buys has to fit one of those words oh nice yeah that's how I work rather than like oh you're classic then Mm -hmm. or yeah because I feel like it depends like for me it depends what I'm doing each day how I'm feeling as well like sometimes I feel like I want to wear more relaxed yeah stuff or maybe I want to like dress up a lot more or or I'm in a more creative mood and so I feel like instead of boxing someone in like oh you're dramatic or classic it's like okay let's play with these three different ideas so yeah that's my take on that anyone else want to talk about style personalities Tita? I, I agree I, I don't think we should actually be in boxed in any boxes because some days like someday I feel like I want to be super classy another day I want to be sassy and the next day I want to be a little <laughs> bit edgy so why not you can have them all maybe you have multiple personalities yeah, I, I, think I think there's a lot to be said for that. I think if some people saw what I was like climbing a, a hiking up a mountain the other day, there, there was probably no words that could be used to describe that. But <laughs> that was just one day. So I completely agree. Tracy, you were going to say something. So my clients, what I find with them when they reach 40, that or even more into their 50s, they begin to feel invisible and they begin to feel like they're not worthy of being seen or heard. So when I work with them and I work with their personalities, I want, that's where we work on like what Lou does, the three adjectives. How do you want to show up in the world? What would you like the world to say about you through your style? And then envision those people that you, three people that you admire their style. And then let's work from there. So it could be Kris Jenner, Oprah, whatever it is. And then I look at their personality. I don't like, I don't like categorizing them either because, you know, 
we're all different. Like we said before, there's some days when I'm edgy, some days when I'm the Crocs girl, you know, so, you know, it is, but I very much want to know what it is they want to say to the world through their style that they're not able to say themselves. Dilke, anything you wanted to add on the personality? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that's the way we were kind of taught, you know, all the courses and all the places. Traditionally, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and officially. So it was like certain adjectives at the end of the day. And and you see it with clients. You can, and you see it, we, we see it with ourselves. You know, it's not like we are the same every day. And that's the nice thing, you know, as also we have different lifestyles. And as women, we do also have in our day different parts, like in the morning, like I have many clients that are moms in the morning, they go exercising, they drop off the kids, then maybe they meet somebody for lunch. Maybe they do work at home, maybe they don't. So throughout the day, the wardrobe needs to take them different places. So what personality is it? Practicality is the personality. (laughs) Whatever they're wearing, it needs to be, you know, like adaptable to all these different scenarios. And then, yeah, dresses come in very handy. Like Lou said, you know, you put dress on, sneakers, and off you go. You know, that's it. And then in the evening, if you're going out, you just change the sneakers for sandals and and high heels, and you can go out for dinner, at least in Dubai. Yeah, you can do that. Desk to dinner. I love it. We need to come up with another another analogy, which could be for like playground to party or something like that. (laughs) Or or some sort of situation and, and, and how they can wear it. I'd love to know from each of you ladies, or what is one no-fail styling trick or styling hack that you want to share with listeners? Tracy? Okay. So yeah. So for me, it's accessories. I think accessories, women tend to forget to accessorize. I mean, I love them. I took them off for this because it would make so much noise, but put on bangles, put on your earrings. And you know, one thing that I'm not big on is matchy-matchy. Like I don't really like matching earrings and matching necklaces and the matching bracelet. Like break it up and have fun, belt it. And you can literally change a look. I don't know how many times in a week wearing, I wouldn't wear the same thing every day, but you can just by changing your accessories. <laughs> so what did you want to add to that? Well, we can have a new challenge, you know, wear a dress one week long and see well, how we're going to wear it. <laughs> yeah, good idea. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would say belts. I think belts yeah. make a big difference in many outfits, you know, depending also on the trousers. If you add a belt, it just looks completely different, even in a pair of jeans. A dress usually, you, know, you can play with a waist, you know, you can put a waist where there's nothing. And yeah, I think belts would be my favorite piece. Dita, what's yours? What's your... No I agree with belts. I love belts. Especially like, you know, you can wear something baggy, but it's the belt. You can, you can show the waist off and it can change the outfit completely. And, you know, there is a smaller and a wider belt. And yeah, I agree. Belts are life-changing. Life-changing. Belts are life-changing. I've never heard anyone call that, but I love it. Style-changing. There, there, there could be a business in that. Because, you know, actually, quite interestingly, one thing that I always found super hard to find especially in Dubai was good belts. Like, I don't know. And especially for men, they're just like, oh, I would go to Hugo Boss and if they didn't have any, Paul Smith, and if they didn't have any, you'd kind of be toiling. Like that would be the the sort of the the main ones, unless you want to to walk around with a heavily embellished one. Lou, what would be your your no-fail styling hack or trick? Accessories and belts. Absolutely. But I think for me, because I've got short hair, so I can't really change it around that much. So I like to wear like hats or like bandana type things on my hair just to change things up a bit. 
and also I love sunglasses or just glasses. Oh, love it. Love it, love it, love it. I think you can never have too many pairs. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit of a fetish for sunglasses. <laughs> I remember a styling client said to me years ago, I was going to style and she's like, and I'm really looking for, you know, the pair of sunglasses that go with everything. And I was like, they don't exist. You need a pair <laughs> <Yeah>. of sunglasses. <laughs> I want a pair that I can wear with the kids and we're driving around in the car. And then I want a pair that are nice at the weekends. And I'm like, we need three pairs, you know, of sunglasses <laughs> to kind of make that, you know, pool pair, the the pair that you don't mind getting scratched. The the Like I've got, which is here in, in the Middle East in particular, I've got city sunglasses. So I know that they're not glasses that I can take to the pool because when it's so hot, they just slide down my nose. Whereas they're perfect for like a city break if you're like wandering around, but they're rubbish when it's humid and it's 50 degrees in Dubai. So yeah, yeah they don't work. At, at some there is a I think when I came here in September, sunglasses don't work outside. <laughs> they straight away they get the, the humidity hits the sunglasses and you can't see through nothing. And then they just slide down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also in minus 55, when you go out, your glasses literally freeze. The inside you get oh. icing on them. Oh, it was God. horrible trying to walk out with ice in my eyes and my glasses. <laughs> so, 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 just to clarify, Tracy was in Canada for Christmas rather than the fact it goes to minus fifty in Italy. <laughs> What's the coldest that it goes in Italy in winter? Probably do you get mi- cold minus minus two? But it's humid, so it's different. It's mm. it sometimes it feels colder than minus fifty five. Yeah, yeah, that is super chilly. Yeah, I'll just stay in my bed. I'd love to kind of move on to an aspect which is really close to my heart, which is how you present yourself in personal branded photography. And I know that I've worked with all of you. You've all had your pictures done. They all look amazing for your website. And, you know, I especially think when you're in that style, lifestyle industry, you are your representation of what you're doing. I think most of you all, you've all had them done here in Dubai. Yes, you've all worked with with, uh, Cheryl as well, the same photographer. Awesome. What tips have you got for someone who is going out and doing their personal branded photography? Dita? I love well-structured, well-fitted. So something was going to show your body, like in a way that it's still very professional, but um, yeah, it has that neat and very well put together look. Love it. Lou, you had something to add to that? Yeah. um, For me, it's really important. I mean, what Dita said, absolutely like well-fitting clothes, but also I think it's really important that you show who you are like you express who you are and how you want to be seen and show up in the world because yeah I mean some people will think oh I need to wear this because it's a photo shoot and it's like oh no you need to wear things you feel comfortable in obviously sometimes you have to I've had clients who have had to like you know nudge them a bit and be like you need to wear something more like this because you want to represent your business or whatever but I think it's really important that it shows your essence and, and mm. that you feel empowered in what you're wearing because that's going to come across in, in the photos. Yeah, that's great advice. Tracy? Yeah, I also believe that. I really think you wear what you love. You have to find something that you feel really good in that because when you're in a photo, the thing that I've learned from also you, Kelly, is that you just, you just want to have fun. But if you're thinking about, oh my God, do I look like extra pounds? Is it the right color? No, you go out and you buy what you love and what is you. So, you know, it's like, you know, people are going to love or hate my Balenciaga Crocs, but I wear them because I love them. And when I'm in the photo, I have so much fun. I could break my leg almost. I did almost (laughs) the last time, but 
you know, that's how it is. And, and it's me. And that's what people remember me for. They remember me for my pink hair. They remember me for my stupid, like those crocs. So yeah. what are people going to remember you when they look at that photo that makes you stand out different than anybody else in your business? Because there's a lot of people doing what you do. And so you have like few seconds to really catch somebody's attention and have it re- that stay in your, their, their mind. They're going to remember you not by what you say, but how you look at the beginning because yeah. you are saying who you are. Absolutely. Love that. Love that. Um, Silke, what have you got to, to share on your... Yeah, I would say the also the color. Don't underestimate the power of color because the way people perceive us and I think also personal brand, especially if you're going to have, it's going to be for a business, then I, you need, I think it's important to think about what do I want to convey? Which is the message? I want to be approachable. Am I a coach? Am I somebody that is, I don't know, in real estate, you know, like all those different areas. And we can use colors, like I said, this subtle message in the, fo- in the photo where we can send availability, you know, approachable, uh, professional. Um, yeah. So, so many, you know, adjectives that can be related to color. Yeah. Love that. I always remember one thing that always made me a little uncomfortable when I did my first or maybe my second first or second corporate pictures or branded pictures. And I had this DVF dress and, and it was really printed and I absolutely loved it. And it, I had my shopping bag and it was the home image on my website. And then I felt really nervous because then whenever I wore it and then people, I met them at events, I'm like, are they going to think I've only got one outfit? One dress. <laughs> one dress I've worn on my website or worn on, on the photo shoot. And it, I've actually still got the dress because I loved it. And it was the vintage and it was the first one I bought. But I then learned about buying pieces or buying and returning or borrowing so that there was that element that you could still stay fresh, but not get sick of the piece, especially when you look at it all the time. And I was always dead disappointed because it was like so expensive. And I was like, I've just ruined it because I see it all the time. In- <laughs> um you're One being the sustainable. Other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I should die on can, it. Hashtag 100 wears, Kelly. <laughs> 100, yeah. I've seen more like a thousand times. Actually, t- talking of sustainability, back to sustainability, it's so crucial in that. The very first designer dress I bought was for the launch of my styling business, and it was bought secondhand. It was Jean-Paul Gaultier, black dress. I still wear it. Like it's wow. maybe... Yeah, maybe it's 17, 17 years old or something like that now. So yeah, all good. Right. What I wanted to do now was actually go on to a little quick fire round. Okay, so I've got questions and we'll go through. I'll ask the question and then Zisa, you go first and then Silka and then um, Lou and Tracy. And then we'll wrap up with anything extra you want to, sh- want to share parting tips and your social media handles so people can follow your fabulous style. Are we ready? It's only four questions, so so we're good. What would you never wear, Lisa? Low-rise jeans. And I heard they are coming back and I don't want to see them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, a scary, it's a scary thought. It is a very scary <laughs> thought and I am with you. It's a scary thought. I agree with you. It's a scary thought, but I'm going to add like I would never wear neon. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Lou? I know. Oh, this is really hard. Because I probably would wear literally anything just to try it. Okay. So you're not you're not putting anything out there. No. Um, Tracy? 
anything red really okay yeah mm -hmm. and why is that red I just there I don't have that connection with red like I know they say your power color is red my power color is pink so pink is my red love it love it love it next up what current go-to piece is in your closet right now Lisa um blazer dresses Ooh, blazer dresses. my favorite yes yeah my favorite would be right now wide-legged black trousers okay Lou? mine is a tweed kind of british style blazer nice tracy mine is a purple it's not real feathers it's fake feathers so no one get mad at me <laughs> a purple <laughs> lavender color feather <clears throat> sweater <clears throat> i'm into feathers this season i love feathers have, have you posted that <laughs> picture recently on social no. haven't seen it but no. yeah you might have seen it i did a yeah i did my instagram the other day when i did the 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 story i think i saw it yeah yeah when i, I was saying I yeah was the second last post i did sustainability has been a hot topic of conversation so what is your go-to sustainable brand at the moment mine would be reformation i like uh, feminine dresses and a very good quality and very unique styles as well where can you find that for those that are listening but evolve perfect because it's a american brand Silka. I would say for a local brand right now, I'm really liking Emilia Ortman, available here in Dubai. And for a better known brand worldwide, definitely Stella McCartney, because mm. she was just mm -hmm. one of the first ones. <laughs> she and was I love indeed. The, yeah, Lou? I love the style. So I love Stella, but I'm actually going to go for Ghani because I just love what they're doing and the way they're really trying to be responsible. And also I love the Danish kind of northern design. Yeah, one people, for example, is really yeah. cool. Yeah. Tacey? Well, I don't know if it's really sustainable, but I know Farfetch lately has put up a pre-owned shop. Okay. So, yeah, so I have been looking at things on there for some of my clients. And that's the whole thing is how are brands and businesses able to tackle this element of being able to repurpose clothes mm -hmm. that they have or um, have already sold and can, and can resell? Mm -hmm. Okay, final one then on a budget because it does happen that sometimes we do need to buy things on a budget what's your go-to brands tita zara and manga for me it would be secondhand mm. <laughs> same yeah tracy zara go to uh -huh. like if zara can just nail a bit more of the sustainability yeah. piece i think it will yeah. um i yeah. think it will do big it will do big things for that as well awesome so I'd love for you to share with me maybe just a part and comment. Do you have a tip? Do you have a myth that you want to debunk about styling? Do you have something that you would like to share and just give value to our audience and then share your Instagram handle as well so people can find you? Anybody? Anybody. <laughs> okay. All right. So my myth is that age is just, well, no, it's just, I believe age is just a number and it should never define how we dress, look and feel. There are no shoulds or shouldn'ts in fashion. The only thing is that you wear what makes you feel good and what makes you sparkle and shine. So you can find me at Tracy Jeske official. My, my website is Envogue Stylist or on Facebook, Tracy Jeske. Love it. Next up, who's going? DJ, what tip would you like to share? What, what myth would you like to debunk? Um, I believe everybody has a style, but not everyone knows how to express it. So that's where the stylist comes in and can help you out. And you can find me on IG um, at 
D-I-T-E.G-R-U-G-U-L-E. Perfect. Thank you so much. Parting tip. Silke, go I would it. say, yeah, I would like to say that hiring a stylist always seems like luxury. And I think everybody deserves that type of luxury because it's going to be long-term investment in you, your personal brand, in your personality. So it's a part of like self-care to find exactly what your style is. I couldn't agree more. And I would always say to people, you know, I wouldn't fix my car if it was broken. I certainly wouldn't fix my laptop and I wouldn't cut my own hair. So why do you think just because you've worn clothes your whole life that you actually know what you're doing? Because the chances are no one's actually (laughs) taught you. So just because we've had to wear clothes doesn't mean you know that you're doing the right thing. So I completely agree in that aspect of self-care and the gift that keeps on giving. I remember someone wrote that on my um, on my um, trip advisor, actually. Oh, this was the gift that keeps on giving. And it's so, so, so true. Love that. And, and also, I think just to accept the fact that we do change, you know, we yeah. just grow, we change, our bodies changes, our life changes, we get older. And yeah, our clothes need to kind of change with us, evolve. love that love that how can people find you they can find me either on my website uh, silkestyles.com or on ig silke underscore styles and on facebook same one perfect lou yes i think a lot of people talk about how they can't stand shopping they can never find any clothes um they like and and things like that and yes hiring a stylist like silke said is you know a beautiful active self-love and self-care I think it's like also turning not changing your mindset and to actually have fun getting dressed like start to play and have fun because if we're always thinking how difficult it is or that we can't do it and like Dita said it is style this everyone has a style it's just tapping into your own creativity and like owning who you are and how can people find you so they can find me at loustokes.com and on IG, I'm by Lou Stokes and on Facebook. Awesome. Thank you so much, ladies, for being part of our very first panel podcast. How did you find it? It's a lot right. of fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Was right. lot of fun. And for those listening, um, lots of value, lots of tips that you can take away. Tag us in when you've um, styled yourself in something different or you've made use of something that's been in your closet and you haven't worn it a while we'd love to know thank you so much for tuning in and until next time bye for now did you enjoy this episode if you did then please leave a review on apple podcast this is how more people can hear about the amazing stories and guests that we have on here. Even better, you can also share this on social media, screenshot it and share it on your Instagram or on your Facebook or on your Twitter account. The more people that see these episodes, the more awareness it brings to small businesses and those that are trying to make an impact and difference. And if you want to know more about how you can develop your personal brand, then check out our new website brand new creators designed by our in-house team and we are in the business of helping you to increase your online visibility build industry authority lead change motivate and profit who doesn't want that i look forward to speaking to you soon until next time bye